the New York Liberty may in fact be good. Jackie Powell is here to talk about it. I know. Lockdown Women's Basketball starts now. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Well, hi, everyone, and happy Tuesday to you. I am Howard Megdahl, welcoming you to the latest episode of Lockdown Women's Basketball. Of course, you can subscribe to us on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Make us your first listen every day. We are on six days a week, past, present, future of women's basketball. It's not just me. You got great hosts, too, like Jackie Powell. You have the WNBA Draft Show on Saturday. Make sure you're listening to everyone from thenexthoops.com and subscribe if you can. We are extending for a little longer. Our 27% off has been so much response to it for the 27th WNBA season. Normally $9 a month, $72 a year for over 100 reported pieces and six podcasts a week. What's not to love? And now it's even less expensive. So go ahead and join us. Support the work. Really important to do so. And of course, we have beat reporters in all 12 WNBA cities. In New York, this is fascinating to me because I was on Twitter Friday night when Liberty lost 80 to 64 to the Washington Mystics. And I had read that it was the end of their season. And so imagine my surprise when on Sunday they played another game, they played at home, and apparently it's going on. Jackie, is this true? Is there actually a full season still to be played? Yes. There are 38 more games to be played this season. I mean, at least 38. And we're going to talk in segment one about one of the primary reasons why there's probably more than 38 games left in the New York Liberty season. Segment two, we're going to get into the non-Brianna Stewart portion of the conversation. And then at the very end, we'll talk about some important things ahead of Saturday when the sun come to town and we figure out whether the Liberty can post a winning record for the first time this season in the Brianna Stewart era. But so to start with Stewart, who is, uh, you know, an under the radar player, not a lot of people have heard of, but, I, I think people are going to start to pay a little bit of attention to her after she scored uh, more points than everyone in Liberty history in a single day, except for the following players. That's right. Nobody, nobody in her first home game, she scored 45 points. Nobody's ever done that in a Liberty uniform. And she does it in front of a Barclays crowd. I, I mean, just big picture. How much did Brianna Stewart's performance meet the moment you were in that arena? Oh, God. I mean, that's even an understatement saying that it met the moment. Yeah. It, 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 it leaves you speechless, to be quite honest. And, and I think that was sort of the vibe in the press room and even in <clears throat> our postgame scrums. Like, John Quill Jones comes out and I say to her, I say, how is Stewie able to do something like this? And so first she starts a bit technical and she's sort of like, yes, obviously her very high release point makes her pretty much unguardable and yada, yada, yada. And then she sort of stops and is sort of like, 
this is what she does. It, it, there isn't much you can say about it. This is what she does, and this is who she is. I was on recital duty on Sunday afternoon and missed the home opener in person, but haven't gone over the film and uh, just looking into it. And it reminds me of a bunch of different times that Brianna Stewart, when there's a big moment, finds this. I, I mean, I, I don't even know how else to describe it. She doesn't hit, say, the big shot in the fourth quarter. That's not her M.O. Her M.O. is to come in and reach a level. The way one observer put it to me was, it's incredible that with so many great players on the court on Sunday afternoon, she was able to somehow establish that she's a cut above even all of those players. And I guess the closest that it comes to me reminds me of her performance in the 98-38 game she played in her senior year of college. It was a Sweet 16 game in the regional against Mississippi State. And that Mississippi State team featured Jerry McCowan, Victoria Vivians, both played in the league, both have, have played in the league, had Morgan William, who a year later obviously hit a huge shot. And the thing about that day was, and we've seen this a handful of times since, it doesn't matter who the opponent is. That's not the point, right? It's that Brianna Stewart's going to do whatever she wants to do on the court at any time at both ends. And I just, that is a level that I just don't think we've seen very often from very many people in any sport. I don't mean to overstate it, but I think it's important that we sort of take the full measure of what that means. And so to sort of push that forward, you talked about that's what Brianna Stewart does. How critical is it for the Liberty to sort of understand that this is what it means to have her on the team? You spoke about this at length in your piece. Oh, gosh. I mean, I think... This is a franchise that has spent many years um, without someone like this. And so it takes some getting used to. And it, it sort of manifested itself in many different ways. I mean, it wasn't just on the court, which we could have a whole discussion mm -hmm. about that. I mean, there was a clip that someone on the Internet clipped where Sabrina had an open look and she hesitated. And then she found Stewie rolling to the basket. Boom. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was interesting. You were talking about how, like, this is what she does. She's able to do this. She does this wherever she goes. And my mind kept thinking back to the fact that maybe she wasn't really able to do what she does with Seattle last year. And she did not have enough talent around her to be able to get where she wanted to go. And mm -hmm. so obviously at the end of the game, she said, yeah, I think I made the right decision. I mean, I think there are many reasons for her saying that she made the right decision, which we can get into later. But um, when it comes to the Liberty, really, it was the amount of pomp and circumstance and the amount of arena special effects that they put into this opener and that I will assume will continue throughout the season. Yeah. That doesn't happen when you have, when you don't have Brianna Stewart and the other very talented players. Well, I, I feel that there's more of a reaction to it. You know, I've listened, I've, I've covered in a lot of arenas where they really try and amp people up. 
but you can only amp people up so much for Brittany Boyd. It's just the reality of it. I mean, and, and it takes nothing away from Brittany, who I was delighted to cover throughout her career, but it's a different caliber when people are walking into that arena and knowing they are seeing some of the greatest players on the face of the earth all on the same roster. And so it, it, it really is remarkable. And, and, you know, the other point, and, and obviously we just started talking about this in passing, but it didn't matter what Indiana did on Sunday. And that's what I came back to when I was watching the game film of that and why it took me back to that Mississippi State team. Aaliyah Boston is doing just what I thought she'd do right away as a pro player. And which is to say that she fits seamlessly she makes the right reads. She is in the right place at the right time. She did it as a freshman in Dawn Staley's offense and defense at South Carolina. She's doing it for Christie's sides. There is a lot of talent on that Indiana team. I continue to believe that Indiana is going to make the playoffs this year. Uh, I, I'm very high on them and their talent. But it, it, at the end of the day, and as you pointed out, we've been talking about in segment two, this is not a one-woman team. Far from it. But for Brianna Stewart to come out. And she said, you know, in the post game, I want more. I want more of everything. And this helps to do it. This is somebody with a sense of the moment, to use the Gina Warriama phrase, uh, a sense of when to, not just how to. And mm -hmm. even more so, Sandy paraphrased it. And you pointed out in this piece, this is something we used to hear about Diana Tarazi all the time. We have Di Diana and they don't. Gino first said it, Sandy said it. It feels like that's very much the case here in New York, but it relates to Brianna Stewart now. It was wild, Howard. I mean, when I heard her say that on Sunday, I was like, wait a minute. She said this. I know she said this before. Mm -hmm. And it took me back to that Seattle game um, almost a year ago on June 19th, uh, 2022, where... You know, the, the Liberty put up a good fight against Seattle and Stewie and, and Sue Bird and Jewel. They did. It was, I think, maybe around a 10-point loss. Mm -hmm. But then she said, she paused and she goes, they have Brianna Stewart and we don't. And I just wonder, was she looking into a crystal ball when she said it? Uh, bottom line is that a lot has changed since that day. I remember it very well, of course. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the other changes as well here in segment two. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Game Time. Now, Game Time is a very cool app for a lot of reasons. It allows you to do everything from basketball to theater to music. You know, there's a very important set of concerts coming up this weekend in the New York City area, although rightfully it's being held in New Jersey, not New York. And that is Taylor Swift coming up this weekend. Uh, I have a Swifty in my house who is talking to me about, gee, can we get last minute tickets to it? I don't know, but if there's any shot, it's going to come from game time because you cannot just get in there last minute flash deals. You can also see exactly where you're sitting. They even have a lowest price guarantee. So I can't stress to you enough how much I recommend you download the game time app, create an account, and then you can use code locked on NBA for $20 off your first purchase, which is significant in a, a lot of ticket purchases, although it wouldn't be if I tried to buy, you know, Taylor Swift tickets today. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NBA for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 
So there are other players on the Liberty. I've uh, done a little research and it turns out that's true. And it's worth talking about those players too, because again, and, and I joke, but you know, I, I referred to it on this podcast a few weeks ago as the Noah's Ark of rosters, right? Where they have two of everything, including like, you're talking about the way John Paul Jones spoke about, Oh, she's unguardable with this high release. She can get the shot off against anyone. You know who else that applies to John Paul Jones. <laughs> and so, Let's talk through two games. You know, there's obviously the the Mystics game on Friday night wasn't what they were looking to do. There was a lot more execution uh, at both ends here in game two. But you know where I want to start? I want to start with Benigia Laney, okay? And when you look at this starting lineup, and, and we talked about this before, but you're going to have to make choices if you're an opposing defense, right? Are you going to throw a double at – Stewie, when she's out on the perimeter, you're going to do the same thing with JJ. How are you going to contain the playmaking of Sabrina, of Sloot? Well, ultimately, that fifth starter on the court is Laney, and what she is usually is absurdly open. So just like from that perspective, you saw it again and again. And that was why, like in part, Friday night, like Laney was missing some key shots. They were all missing shots. They normally didn't make. Like the Liberty were not going to shoot. 18% or whatever from three-point range all season. So leave aside that one game is one game. I found the hottest takes particularly amusing to me about that, uh, given all of this. But Benigel Laney, like, oh, is she going to shoot like 50% from the field this year? She didn't have like a 50-40-80 kind of season because of what defenses are giving her? Like, take me through what you see out of her the first couple of games. Oh, I would love that for her, especially because I have noticed in a lot of uh, coverage that isn't coming from us about the team mm -hmm. that she's often being excluded, not yeah, from yeah. The, the team's um, promotion, actually. They've been very good about that, but from other media coverage. And I just want to make it clear that Benajah Laney is very much so a big part of this team, and she is an all-star. She, she was the most improved player from the Webble season. She has a skill set that not a lot of players in this league have. And so I think, yes, I mean, if she were to put up field goal percentages like that, I would not be surprised. But I think my attention is also drawn to the fact that she has much more bandwidth to defend like she is an all defensive player. And when and it happened against Indiana. I mean, I will, you watch the film again. I need to watch it again. But I, in that first half, Kelsey Mitchell was just not there. She, she could not do what Kelsey Mitchell does. And very few people can slow her down. So it was really striking. And I did ask Sandy about that because obviously a year ago when the Liberty played Indiana, I mean, obviously the roster was very different. There were a lot of injuries, including Benajah Laney. Yeah. And Sandy was like, we have to stop Kelsey Mitchell. We have to stop her. And then a year later, they actually did for the most part. I mean, they gave her some more open looks in the second half. But you have to think that Benajah Laney was a very big part of that. If you can hold Kelsey Mitchell to four for 12 from the field, that is a huge win. And I say that four for 12, not just the four, but the 12 part, that you are limiting her ability to get her shots and get to her spots. 
that speaks volumes. But again, it goes back to, right, you've got Laney, you got Kayla Thornton. Kayla Thornton is a very, very big deal on this team. You know, I, I know there's been a lot of talk about this offseason, but you just go back and you just think about that deal that not only saved them cap space and netted them John Quell Jones, but you, you add Thornton to the mix as well. And while Beck Allen was a big loss, you make up for most of what Beck Allen would be giving this team with what Kayla Thornton does as well. Can I just pose a quick caveat? Because yeah. although I agree, I I actually spent some time with Olaf Lang last week and he made a really interesting point just about KT adjusting to the three mm-hmm. and how, you know, they have so much confidence in her ability to do that. But most of her career, she has been playing at the four. Yeah. And so, you know, they obviously have the um, the infrastructure to help her get there. And, but another thing he said, and which they are going to be focusing on with KT, and it was actually really, um, what word am I looking for? It was a good sign to see that I believe one of her, so she scored two points and those two points that she scored on Sunday were off a a cut Mm -hmm. to the basket. And so something that Olaf said to me was, what made Beck Allen really valuable for us last year and just in general as a player is her cutting ability. She's a really, really good cutter. And so that's what they're going to need out of Kayla Thornton this year. And it's a good sign that you saw that on Sunday. No doubt about it. I, I will say there's a couple and it's super early, right? So these stats are relatively silly, you know, like, like, <laughs> Laney is below 30% from the field, for instance. And like I said, I think she has a chance to end up above 50 with the look she's going to get all season. But there's just a couple that stand out. And one of them is you go by total rebounding percentage. Uh, Stewie is first at 21%, but Sabrina Ionescu is second. And Kayla Thornton is third. They're ahead of John Quell. They're ahead of Steph Dolson. It's really striking to me that they're, and not a surprise, they're both, uh, smaller, you know, Thornton in her case, a wing, uh, Sabrina, a guard who have always passed the boards very well, but they do it exceptionally well. The other one just I want to throw out there is Courtney Vandersloot is the all time leader in assist percentage in this league. And she is just paced the way year after year after year in even the mid 40s uh, during the best of her run in Chicago. It's two games, but she's at 49.8. No one's ever done 50. No one's ever gotten to 50 at at the WNBA level in a single season. She's got a shot with this team around her. If anyone's ever going to do it, it's going to be her. I just, I can't wait to see what that looks like on a day-to-day basis. It's going to be absolutely fascinating. So uh, I want to get, obviously, to you know, the week ahead and they have some time off, well, not some time off, some time to practice before we get to that point. I uh, do want to let the good people at home know about prize picks. And the thing about prize picks, what do we value about it? Yeah, they've got this daily super fletch promotion, NBA playoffs and finals, and we'll get to that. And NBA is, um, it's basketball, but it's for men. Um, there's apparently a league now called the NBA. And so we'll get to that promotion. But what they also have is the WNBA. And they give you the opportunity to essentially 
play against yourself. It's daily fantasy. You pick two to six players. If they go on to score more or less than the prize pitch projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Uh, they offer projections on any sport. It's not just the NBA, it's WNBA. It's not just men's college basketball, it's women's college basketball as well. And so really significant to see entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Now, the new daily Superflex promotion is going through the finals. Every day of the NBA playoffs, one prize pitch user will win a chance of becoming a millionaire. One entry placed after 8 a.m. will be randomly selected each day. If you did all six right, a million dollars. Five correct picks, 80,000. Four correct picks, $16,000. You can get full details at prizepicks.com slash million. And so download the PrizePicks app or go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you can get a deposit match of up to $100. Don't forget promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Um, it's interesting in New York. Um, it'll be great, I think, this year for people to see what a playoff extended run looks like in basketball, right? I think yeah. that'll be that'll be great for fans of, uh, I think they're called the Knicks. And then I know the Nets play right in Barclays. The Knicks play in what I assume was an abandoned WNBA arena. Um, I'm not even sure who their uh, owner is. Howard, I saw someone wearing a Knicks jersey at Barclays on Sunday, and I was just like, <laughs> "Yeah, yeah." Well, listen, they they had a, for them they had a fine season. It's not it's not Liberty excellent, but it was Knicks excellent. I think was the way to put it. Yeah. So, as usual, the soft, cushy WNBA schedule allows for six days between games <laughs> very random but liberty played sunday they don't play again until this coming saturday against the connecticut sun I i'm curious as somebody who's not only been doing great work on the liberty but has also been writing uh, about the sun for the hartford current just what you see is some of the keys to the matchups here jackie between these two i mean i think in the preseason game that i saw uh, last month, or no, wait, that was this month. It was this month. <laughs> oh, God, it, it just it feels like a long time ago. Um, mm -hmm. It was very clear to me that the Sun looked more ready for the season than the Liberty did. I mean, clearly, because you saw how the Sun played the Mystics and, you know, that they that continuity, it really does advance a lot of time that you have in the preseason. And although... The Liberty were very serious about taking their time with Courtney Vandersloot and Brianna Stewart and with John Quill Jones because mm -hmm. they sort of, you know, with Stewie, it was more about load management. With Vandersloot, she had a con concussion that they wanted to make sure she was okay and that it didn't linger and, you know, that they had a very rough experience with Rebecca Allen last year with concussions. Yeah. And then with, with JJ, I mean, she's coming off her first injury in, I want to say, since high school. That's what mm -hmm. she told us on Sunday in this stress reaction in her foot. Right. So while they were doing that in a way that was strategic, you know, S Sandy lost out on a lot of key chemistry time during training camp. And so, the, you know, we talked about how last year they were playing catch up. 
This year they're playing some catch up too. I think it's it's very much so less extreme than it was last season. Uh, players for the most part, where is some wood? I'll just knock on my head, have been staying healthy. But I mean, Connecticut is going to be tough. They're going to be really tough. And it's, it's about matching their intensity when it comes to the physicality that the Connecticut Sun play with. Although Stephanie White has her new system, mm-hmm. I think defensively who they are and that identity has very much stayed the same. I, I guess my only question about this 2-0 start where we're trying to get a sense of how sustainable it is. And, and, and again, with the major caveat, it's early. They're second in the lead in defensive rating. That's really largely what has powered their 2-0 start. But they played Alyssa Thomas 38 minutes a game. 38 minutes a game right from the start. And, you know, that she's always 30-plus. And you never want AT to come out of the game, but is that sustainable? Is that sustainable? And I guess my my question to that, because I obviously don't think it is, is, you know, are are they capable of that level of defense with AT playing 30 minutes a game, for instance? That's a really interesting question. Um, I would have to watch more of the film from those first two games to be able to give you a more definitive answer. What I've actually really liked about what the Sun have been able to do is they've been using their bench amid AT and her minutes. They have been actually using their bench. I mean, Stephanie White made it very clear, like, hey, Ty Harris is getting pretty substantial minutes. Mm -hmm. Hey, Olivia Nelson-Odota is getting pretty substantial minutes. And But your question is well taken because those two players in particular – how good are they defensively and how much can they patch up the holes that are left when AT is not on the floor? However, as you know, I am very willing to bang the Rebecca Allen drum. Um, Why can't you play Rebecca Allen at the four? Or why can't you move Dewana Bonner to the four and Rebecca Allen to the three? I mean, and then you have Bree Jones as your five. Mm-hmm. I I feel like I guess, and maybe based on what you're sort of insinuating, there's more room for creativity here. There's more room to conserve Alyssa Thomas. Yeah. And maybe this coaching staff is still learning how to do that and has not in the first two games. And, and I'm not going to kill them over their minutes load for two games. Right. And I understand all of that. And and you, I'm curious, I'll probably – asked this question to Steph when we talked to her on Saturday, but my, you know, probably the fact that they knew they had six days coming up, you know, in between, um, do they play actually? I take that back. Do they play? No, tonight. They play tonight in DC. Oh God. Well, well, so I don't, that'd be fascinating to see that. That's interesting. But the, uh, the flip side of that, and you know, the other way you can look at it is you'd say, wow, the sun are two and oh, and they've shot 34.3% from the field. And they still managed to go 2-0, right? And so you say, all right, you bank those wins. You assume the shooting is going to get better. Uh, I think ultimately the ceiling on the sun, in my view, is based around how well they shoot. And oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely. But, um, wow, that, that, that game tonight is going to be one not to miss. All right, well, I, I, I cannot wait. Uh, Jackie Powell, I am always delighted to chat with you. Make sure if you're listening and not watching, at Classic JPOW. On Twitter, make sure you follow 
everything Jackie does, which is so much. She's just a jack of all trades and master of all. Very funny. I'll be with you again tomorrow, of course, and uh, we will be with you as usual six days this week. Until then, I am Howard Meddahl, host of Lockdown Women's Basketball for today, wishing all of you a wonderful Tuesday. Ogumba Wallet for the win. You are Locked On Women's Basketball, your daily podcast on women's basketball. 